Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, February 9th, 2022, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Deception of Dark to Light and the Fourth Reich. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking today, and we ask that it be a historic day on the face of this planet for your word going out to reach the hearts and minds and spirits of your people and those that want to be your people. For we are at 11.59 and split seconds just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is your one and only begotten Son and whose name is Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for a compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, I am compelled to remind you of something that I shared with you a short while ago which is that on Friday, November 12th, 2021, the Lord God gave me a profound word. Here today, it will be used as a backdrop in setting the stage for our current show. So with that said, my friends, this is how it unfolded. As I got ready for the day on Friday, November 12th, 2021, while making the bed and thinking about things like uh, the healthcare workers' mandatory vaccination mandate and about how many people had already and were still yet to lose their livelihood both then and on into 2022, of which the Lord God had already mandated that the year 2022 would be and, mind you, now is the year of the beginning of chaos. 
I was thinking about the chaos that this particular situation in itself had and would continue to bring to each household and individual life. All because of a satanically inspired machination propelled by way of an injunction set forth by the materialistic and uber-rich of this present world. With that thought in mind, as I continued doing my household tasks, suddenly the small, still voice of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit softly spoke these words into my spirit. The victors are not those who will bow down to the Reich for the short run, but are those who will for the long run not bow down and will in return outlive them all for eternity. As I pondered what the Lord God had spoken to me by way of these words as conveyed by his Holy Spirit, I began to think, just what does the word Reich mean? Over the years, the world has associated this word with part of the title of the infamous Third Reich or Nazi Germany. As it is used there, its meaning was to represent the Third Realm or the Third Empire, which in both cases means Third Kingdom. This title was adopted to allude to the Nazis' conceit that Nazi Germany, which existed from 1933 through 1945, was the successor to the earlier First Reich, also known as the Holy Roman Empire, that existed from the year 800 through 1806. Then, my friends, there was the German Empire, that existed from 1871 through 1918, of which was known as the Second Reich in German thinking. But as we now know, it did not end there. For in 1933, the Third Reich began, which was an imagined ideal state, including all German peoples, which came to its end in the West on May 7, 1945, and in the East on May 9, 1945. My friends, there is one more meaning to the word Reich, and if you speak the German language, you will immediately know that it is literally the German word for rich. My friends, the Lord God is feverishly trying to warn this present world at large that the soon coming time and kingdom of the Antichrist is at hand and is even at the doorstep. With the stage now set, I, under the direction, power, working, and anointing of the Lord God's Holy Spirit, would like to present further insight into what the Lord God would like for his people to see concerning the illustration between the Holy Roman Empire, Nazi Germany, and the soon-coming kingdom of the unfettered open rule and reign of Satan's Antichrist beast and false prophet, which is outlined in Revelation chapter 13. Here is how the Lord has decided to bring that about. 
and it is with the use of an audio clip provided by a ministry called Signs of the Last Days, whose pastor and presenter in this audio clip is William Thompson. This audio presentation is taken from their February 6, 2022 broadcast, of which I encourage you all to find on YouTube and listen to it in its entirety. The portion used from this thought-provoking audio lines up with the Word of God. As to just how, my friends, what comes next may well unfold, and at the same time, it reflects back to the word that the Lord God, by way of his Holy Spirit, gave me back on November 12th, 2021, concerning the use of the word Reich, as presented to me to be freely given out to those who have spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear with, not to mention to the world at large, and are as follows. The victors are not those who will bow down to the Reich for the short run, but are those who will for the long run not bow down and will in return outlive them all for eternity. With that said, my friends, let us now listen to what Pastor Thompson has laid out, spiritually speaking, in his video titled, First White Pope of Black Pope Order Brings Beast Order. The prophetic signs that the Lord Jesus Christ prophesied to happen at the end of this age are increasingly manifesting in the world. And in the prophecies of the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is foretold that there will be a final religious military order similar to the Knights Templars, the Jesuits, and the Nazi SS. But in the last days, it will be the prophetic religious military order of the beasts that will rise up in end-time prophecy fulfillment. And the long shadow of the nearing prophecy is being cast strongly upon the earth. We are living in prophetically historic times. As we have seen, the first ever Roman white pope chosen to lead the Vatican from the black pope order. In history, the white pope has always been referred to the one, always referred to the one who is chosen in the secret enclave in the Vatican of the Roman cardinals. We're in the College of the Cardinals in the Vatican. They secretly select from among themselves the Bishop of Rome, who then wears the robe called a Cossack, which is all white. And then he is called the Pope, the Roman Pontiff, that is the papal leader of the largest and richest worldwide political religious system in the world. And those long, gleaming, white, medieval tunic that is worn by the Roman Pontiff 
It marks his status to where he is immediately recognizable to the billions of Romanists in the world. And it has also been caused for him to be called the White Pope. And now, for the first time ever in history, we have a white pope who has been selected from the black pope order, which Pope Francis, coming from that Roman church black pope order, is the reason why that Francis, as the white pope, has been taking radical actions and making radical statements that have been accelerating the world toward the end-time prophecies of Revelation. The order of the black pope is a religious order of people who have taken vows to serve the pope of the Roman church of the Roman Empire. This order of the Roman church was formerly called the Society of Jesus, but its members became known as the Jesuits, who are led by the black pope. The order of the Jesuits, which you are seeing video of, the Jesuits and the black pope with Pope Francis, the white pope. The order of the Jesuits was founded in Europe in 1534 by Ignatius Loyola, a Spanish nobleman and professional soldier who, when severely wounded in war by a cannonball during his long recovery in the castle of Loyola, he had a religious conversion, and he decided to become a soldier for Christ by vowing absolute service and loyalty to the Roman Pope. Loyola presented his plan for service to the Vatican. And he received a papal commission for the Jesuit order from Pope Paul III in 1540, with Loyola receiving the first lifetime appointment of a superior general of the order of the Jesuits. The leader of the Jesuits is called the superior general. He is called a general for Rome. As the Jesuits were formed as a society on a military style structure and ethos because it was founded by a religious military person. And when it was founded in history as a society with that military structure and ethos, it had its shock troops that were willing to go wherever and whenever the papacy called for them, and they were willing to do whatever they were ordered without question. The Jesuits were created as a religious military order, much like their forefathers. For the forefathers of the Religious military order of the Jesuits was the Knights Templars, who were also warrior monks for Rome. It was around 1118, the year 1118, 
when the order of the Knights Templar was founded by European knights to protect the Holy Land, to protect pilgrims, and defend Jerusalem, which had been captured at that time by the Crusaders. And in the year 1128, the Roman Pope, Honorius II, granted a papal sanction to the religious military order known as the Knights Templar, with him declaring it to be an army of God. With the Pope and his kings as the clientage of the Knights Templars. And the Knights Templars became renowned for their bravery in battle. With one Muslim writer calling them the fiercest fighters that they met of all the Crusaders. And historians agree that the Order of the Knights Templar grew into one of the most powerful religious military orders of the era, as these warrior monks, charged with defending the Holy Land for the papacy, by their zeal of devotion amassed great prestige and power as the forefathers of the Order of the Jesuits. For then the Jesuits... In the 1500s, as a religious military order, they became the soldiers of the papacy that took oaths of chastity, poverty, and absolute obedience to the Pope. And shortly after the founding of the Order of the Jesuits, they were sent out to stop the spread of Protestants. Where were their vows of total obedience to the Pope? And were their strict religious military style training? The Jesuits became feared across Europe as the stormtroopers of the Roman Church in that historical era, as they led and fought in armies for the Roman Church. And along with those military actions, they also focused on education of those areas that they conquered for the papacy. And the superior general to this day, who leads the Jesuit order for the Pope, he wears a distinctive austere black cassock in contrast to the Roman Pope who dresses in gleaming white. But the superior general of the Jesuits also became to be known as the Black Pope. Not only because of his vestiges that were black, but because in history, with their Jesuit fanatical absolute devotion to the papacy, the Jesuits quickly became, and remain so today, the largest and most powerful order in the Roman Church. And the Jesuit superior general, the leader of the order of the Jesuits, is known as the Black Pope. Because like the Roman pontiff, the Jesuit superior general wields worldwide influence and usually keep their position for life. 
And with their simple cassock being black in contrast to the Pope who dresses in white, they are known as the Black Pope. And now, in the last days, a Roman cardinal priest named Jorge Mario Bergoglio from Buenos Aires, Aries, Argentina, who is now known as Francis, has become the white pope. But he is the first ever white pope in history from the black pope order because Francis is a Jesuit priest. And he is the first white pope in all of history that came from the black pope order of the Jesuits. A Jesuit becoming the white pope. This was supposed to be an impossible thing. It was not supposed to happen. Because Jesuits are supposed to be at the service of the pope. They are not supposed to be the pope. Jesuit priests are explicitly discouraged from ever becoming bishops in the Roman church, much, much less becoming pope. Pope Francis, the first Jesuit to become pope, is a big deal. Not only does it represent a paradox for the Roman church papacy, but also for the larger history of the order of the Jesuits. As the Jesuits aren't supposed to be in any such positions of authority in the Roman church, but they are to serve in obedience to the Roman church papacy. But now, this thing that was not supposed to happen, it has happened. Jesuits are supposedly bound by oath not to seek higher office in the Roman church. And now one of them was selected to its highest office as the Bishop of Rome, the Vicar of Christ, the Pontifex Maximus of Rome out of the Roman Empire. And Pope Francis, he is governing the Roman church, like a Jesuit superior general. Francis is first and foremost a Jesuit. And his actions have made it clear that he applies to the papacy the methods of governance that is typical of the order of the Jesuits. Where the superior general nicknamed the Black Pope. He has practically absolute power in the Jesuit order. And Francis is administrating the Vatican as if he is the Black Pope of the Vatican. For example, Francis ignored Vatican protocols and hierarchy 
and appointed eight cardinals from the major regions of the world. He selected them himself, no one else. And he selected them to advise him in the governance of the Roman church, where Francis, he wanted his own eight advisors chosen by himself and not by others who would only answer to him. And this is exactly what happens in the society of Jesus, known as the Jes- the order of the Jesuits, where the, their method of operating is where the superior general will surround himself with assistance representing their respective areas, who are appointed only by him. His assistants do not need to agree with one another nor with him, but they are to advise the superior general one by one, and then only the superior general, the black pope of the Jesuit order, only the general makes the decisions, and it has direct and immediate power. And this authoritarian leadership is what Pope Francis is doing as the first white pope from the black pope order over the Vatican. And it is why that you are seeing a demonstration in these years of the papacy of Pope Francis to where he is making radical actions. He is making radical statements that is driving the world into end-time prophecy fulfillment. As now this ancient religious military order has risen up to where one of its members has become the world's most powerful religious leader as the Roman Pope of the Vatican, which the Vatican is a religious city but also a country and also a political government which sits in power over the many waters of the world, just as stated in Revelation prophecy. And just as the order, follow this, and just as the order of the Knights Templar were forefathers to the order of the Jesuits, likewise the Jesuits were forefathers to the order of the Nazi SS. And follow with me in the information this evening. The Jesuits, as I said, they were the soldiers of the papacy. Their nickname is God's Marines. As soldiers of God with oaths of absolute obedience to follow the Pope, that were sent out in history by the Pope to fight the spread of Protestants as heretics, as they were Rome's shock troops bringing fear across Europe. And now, in these recent modern times, it was a Roman Jesuit priest named Bernhard Stempfel who helped Adolf Hitler in the writing of his Mein Kampf, which was Hitler's book of his Nazi manifesto, of Nazi racist 
ideology, which in recent years has risen again in popularity. And Hitler, who was born and raised in the Roman Catholic Church, was quoted as saying this, I learned much from the order of the Jesuits. Until now, there has never been anything more grandiose on the earth than the hierarchy organization of the Catholic Church. And then Hitler went on to say this, I transferred much of this organization into my own party. I am going to let you in on a secret. I am founding an order. In my burgs of the order, we will raise up a youth which will make the world tremble. So was Hitler quoted. And Hitler was also quoted as saying that Hendrik Himmler, who was also born and raised in the Roman Catholic Church, and then who for Hitler created the Nazi SS, Hitler said this about Himmler. He said, I can see Himmler as our Ignatius of Loyola with Hitler basically saying that Himmler, as founder of the Nazi SS, was the same as Loyola, the founder of the religious military order of the Jesuits, with Himmler establishing the order of the Nazi SS. And Himmler who was closely associated with the Jesuits through his Catholic family ties. He designed the Nazi SS as the protective echelon, our religious military order of the Third Reich for their Messianic Führer. In many respects, the Nazi SS of Himmler was indeed modeled on the order of the Jesuits. And Himmler made deliberate use of Jesuit techniques in psychological conditioning and education, just as the order of the Jesuits themselves had derived elements of their structure and organization from the religious military order of the Knights Templar. Hitler himself conceived of the SS as an order of the Nazis in precisely the same sense. And he saw it specifically constituted as the modern equivalence of knights with black crosses who would spearhead the penetration of the Third Reich into the world. History tells us that Nazi SS members had to prove that none of their ancestors were Jewish, and they had to get the consent of their superior officers for them to be able to marry. And in addition to the military training, they were also taught that they were the elite, not only of the Nazi party, but of all humankind. And above all else, like other religious military orders, they were to value allegiance and obligation 
to the Nazi ideal to where they would place aside all individual concerns and they would perform their duties diligently following the Nazi SS motto of loyalty is my honor. The Nazi SS, their their members, they were banned from any political debate and they were required to profess undying loyalty to Hitler and unquestioningly acknowledging him as their one and only prophet, the Fuhrer. And in the scenic German town of Quidlinburg, Himmler took a Roman church monastery that was connected to the leader of the German Empire of 1871 that the Nazis called the Second Reich, which was after, in their belief, the First Reich of the Holy Roman Empire. And Himmler turned this Roman church monastery into the temple of the religious military order of the Nazi SS. And you can do research, and this is all in documents, in factual information of history. Himmler transformed that cathedral into a Nazi shrine with a transparent glass window that was emblazoned with a Nazi eagle. And he had it filled with Nazi imagery as he turned it into a Nazi SS worship center. As it became an epicenter of Nazi occultism with ghostly candlelit ceremonies held in the ancient crypt of the monastery and with this medieval church transformed into a temple of Nazi terror. Walter Schellenberg, who rose through the ranks of the Nazi SS to become head of the Nazi SS intelligence agency, is quoted as saying this, the SS had been organized by Heinrich Himmler according to the principles of the Jesuit order. He went on to say that the rules of service and spiritual exercises prescribed by Ignatius de Loyola constituted a model which Heinrich Himmler strove carefully to copy. Absolute obedience was the supreme rule and every order had to be executed without comment. That's what he said. And then also Franz von Poppen, the powerful Nazi vice chancellor of the Nazi Nazi Third Reich, is quoted as saying that the Third Reich is the first world power, which not only acknowledges, but also puts into practice the high principles of the papacy. And it was von Poppen who was given the title of honor of Papal Chamberlain by Pope Pius XI. Not only was the order of the Knights Templar 
and the order of the Jesuits given approval by the Roman church papacy, but also the order of the Nazis was given de facto approval by the Roman papacy's silence. The Roman Pope Pius XII led the Roman church during World War II, and the Roman pontiff refused to ever publicly condemn the Nazis. Get that. The Roman Pope never, ever condemned Hitler and the Nazi SS. And Pope Pius's relationship with the Nazis as a cardinal, he spearheaded an agreement between the German-Roman Holy See and the Third Reich, which Hitler treated that as a sign of international approval of the Nazi regime by the Roman Church Vatican, which the Vatican made the agreement with the Nazis to protect their own interests. Pope Pius became known as Hitler's Pope for his silence during Hitler and the Nazis' atrocities. And then also examinations of newly unsealed Vatican archives are said to lay out evidence that the Roman Pope Pius had knowledge of the Holocaust as it was happening. <clears throat> Yet the Roman Pope of the Vatican maintained diplomatic relations with the Third Reich. And the Roman Pope never criticized the Nazis, even while their mass murder of the Jews of Europe was going on. And likewise, today, the first white pope from the black pope order, the Jesuit Pope Francis, today, today he does not criticize the government of China, who is also committing atrocities that are similar to the Nazis, as the Chinese Communist government is persecuting Christians and others in China, placing them in concentration camps, taking them out of their homes, out of their churches, burning their churches, burning their Bibles, having secret trials with Chinese Christians disappearing. But you never hear the Roman Pope Francis ever say a word. Why? Because the Roman Church Vatican, just like as they did with the Nazis in World War II, the Roman Church Vatican has an agreement with the communist government of China. Again, to protect the interests of the Vatican. It's happening again. The conditions, and I taught on this recently, the conditions that happen in the world in the years and the few decades that preceded the rise of Hitler and the Nazis, those same conditions 
are reappearing in the world right now. How does, one of the great questions of history, how does an intelligent society as the Germans, how were they led into such evil by Hitler and the Nazis? How could there be such a mass delusion of that intelligent culture and society to where they would follow after an Antichrist, a type of the Antichrist as Hitler? That spirit of delusion is again in the world today. That spirit of persecution of biblical Christians is back in the world today. We live in a society here in America now that amazingly has become a society of censorship where people are canceled. They're canceled. They're not made to disappear like they do in China where people, if they, if they say something that goes against what the government wants, if they where people, if they say something against what the government wants for society, they literally get canceled where they disappear. But now in America, people get canceled because they say something or they do something that is not approved of by the government and society. We live today in a culture of censorship. It's happening again, just like what happened in history. It's happening again. We are going back to the future. Historians say that the Roman Pope Pius was Hitler's pawn as Hitler's Pope, which had devastating consequences as his silence facilitated the fate of millions of Jews that were killed during the Holocaust. And just as the order of the Knights Templar was approved by the papacy, and as the Knights Templar were forefathers to the order of the Jesuits, and just as the order of the Jesuits was approved by the papacy, and just as the Jesuits were forefathers to the order of the Nazi SS, and just as the order of the Nazi SS was silently approved by the papacy, the order of the Nazi SS is a forefather to the coming religious military order of the beast. Of the beast foretold in Revelation prophecy, which it will also be approved by the papacy. Mark what I tell you. The Knights Templar approved by the papacy. The order of the Jesuits approved by the papacy. The order of the Nazi SS silently approved by the papacy and the coming religious military order of the beasts found in Revelation chapter 13 prophecy, it will also 
be approved by the papacy. The revelation prophecies foretell to us that there is coming the most evil leader and beastly kingdom that is coming that is the worst world war of horror that the world will ever, ever know. That will make Hitler, the Nazis, the SS, and World War II look like a warm-up practice run. We're in the near future. There will be another religious military order that will rise that will be worse than Hitler and Himmler and the Nazi SS, which will rise up and it will be backed by the Roman Church Vatican, the great harlot and keeper of the Babylonian rituals of Magisterium, found in Revelation chapter 17, who as the great harlot is unfaithful to Jesus Christ, unfaithful to the teachings of Jesus Christ and his apostles, which this coming prophetic religious military order will be that of the order of the beasts of Revelation prophecy. The Revelation chapter 13 prophecy describes the first beast who rises, that Daniel chapter 8 says is a king that shall rise, having fierce features, who understands sinister schemes, and shall destroy fearfully, who shall prosper and thrive with cunning and deceit. Which Revelation also describes this first beast, this deceitful king, this antichrist. It describes this antichrist as a political military leader that makes war successfully. Daniel chapter 8 says that the nations of the world will give over to the beast, the pompous little horn. It will give him an army to do what they want. And Revelation 13 also describes the second beast, which rises after the first beast and then joins with the first beast. Here, the second beast is also additionally described in Revelation chapter 16, chapter 19, and chapter 20. That second beast is described as the false prophet that deceives the world into worshiping and following the first beast of the Antichrist, who speaks Revelation 13 tells us he speaks great things and blasphemies. He's going to be a great speaker that will speak great things, just like Hitler did, leading the world into a catastrophic world war. You see, it's all happening. It's all going to happen again. And the prophecies tell us together that these two beasts, the first beast and the second beast, the Antichrist and the false prophet, that together this political, religious, military order will commit atrocities that are described as abominations 
by Holy Scripture. And Mystery Babylon, the great harlot, clothed in purple and scarlet. This is described in Revelation chapter 17. Mystery Babylon, the great harlot, unfaithful to Jesus Christ, that's clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls and having in her hand the golden cup. What a perfect description of the College of Cardinals of the Roman Vatican. But that Mystery Babylon great harlot, along with her daughter harlots, in this false system of Christianity in the last days, the harlot and the daughter harlots will ride along with the order of the beasts, with Mystery Babylon giving her approval as they become drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Echoes, strong echoes of what has happened in history. And we have seen the signs of the Revelation prophecy casting a long shadow from history, And we are seeing the same signs rise up now, like before Hitler and the, his order of the Nazi SS rose up. And these signs that are happening now means that the prophetic order, the end time prophetic order of the revelation beasts are nearing. Now we have the first ever white pope from the ancient religious military order of the black, poop, black Pope, who this Pope is also making deals with evil governments like Antichrist China, just as the earlier Pope who made his deal with the devil with the Nazis in Germany. And this Pope now is also claiming that a sign from heaven, a sign from God was given him for approval of his deal with the communist government of China, who now are persecuting the saints. And this white pope from the black pope order, this Roman pope has also been making other deals in recent years, like with the Palestinians, as he had the Vatican recognize them as a nation. And also he's making deals in the religious Muslim world, bringing all the world's religions together in a one world religion as brothers, as this white pope from the black pope order has in a militant and radical fashion, he is pushing the world over the bridge toward the end time revelation prophecy fulfillment. What is written in the Holy Bible prophecies will happen, and it is gathering steam, moving off the pages of the Holy Bible into the reality 
of the world, and it cannot be stopped as it is accelerating and gaining momentum. What the Holy Bible says will happen. The signs of the last day's prophecies are happening now, and these events and conditions in the world are signs of the last day's prophecies revealing that it's time to prepare now for the nearing appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. It's going to happen just as the order of the Knights Templars happened, just as the order of the Jesuits happened, just as the order of the Nazi SS happened. They are pointing toward the order, the religious military order of the beasts described in Revelation chapter 13 prophecy. Okay. Now, my friends, just before we move to close our show today, I would like to add a bit of clarification as to just what the term the Fourth Reich means. In secular or worldly terms, it is a hypothetical Nazi Reich that is the successor of Adolf Hitler's Third Reich, which lasted from 1933 to 1945. The term has also been used to refer to the revival of Nazi ideas and is how it was used here today in regard to the soon coming kingdom of the Antichrist, which will be headed up by Satan's Antichrist beast and false prophet, as noted in the 13th chapter of Revelation. With that said, my friends, I hope today's show, which has been presented by and through the direction, power, working, and anointing of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit, has brought you a better understanding as to just how close we truly are here at 11.59 and split seconds just before the soon appearing of our Lord and only Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, who is at the same time the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, who is creator of heaven, earth, and the land and people of Israel, as well as all that live and breathe in this present world. He is the same that in times past, in his word, which is a word for us here today, and is called the Bible, said that today is the day of salvation. Time is short, my friends. Today truly is the day to ask the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, to forgive you of your sins and to begin to live for him. It is as well the time that you should thereafter be seeking the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as laid out in Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, and Acts chapter 19 verses 1 through 6. So that with the help of God's Holy Spirit, you can begin to know God's word, know it well, 
and know it correctly for yourself, that you may be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus in what is called the rapture. My friends, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, the Lord God reveals to us all who love him the formula for a blessed life. When the writer, my friends, writes these words, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the tablet of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. My friends, in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, the Apostle Paul writes, as well makes it known to all who want to make heaven their eternal home, by pointing out the Lord God's biblical and acceptable way to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. Paul begins this God-given, ordained roadmap to eternal life by stating that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation, my friends, means way of escape. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever, says the word of God, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is the name of the Lord? His title is God, but what is his name? His name is Jesus Christ, my friends. Today is the day of salvation. As we close in prayer today, my prayer will be, Dear Lord God, I pray that everyone within the hearing of my voice on no matter what day it is, it will become a historical day in their life that they will turn from their sins, asking your one and only begotten Son, who is the Lord and only Savior of the world, and whose name is Jesus Christ, to forgive them of their sins, and to begin to walk with you, and seek you, Lord God, for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, because it is the power, uh, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up off this earth at his ascension. And with that said, I ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee 
and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 